During the 20th century, few military organizations played a more crucial role than naval aviation. In war at sea, eclipsing the battleship as the decisive weapon, aircraft carriers projected their powerful air wings over vast expanses of water, striking with surprise at enemy fleets and land bases, then disappearing with equal swiftness. In times of peace, the carrier and her battle group provided American political leaders a flexible, always ready, and potent way to respond to regional crises wherever and whenever vital American interests were threatened. Where are the carriers has been the first question asked by American presidents at the start of every national security crisis since the end of World War II. Naval aviation has also been at the cutting edge of aerospace expeditions, from the first successful crossing of the Atlantic by an aircraft, exploration of the Arctic and Antarctic, and journeys of discovery into outer space. The common denominator for those who participated in this exciting history was their training in a sleepy little southern city on the Gulf of Mexico, the site of the nation's first naval air station. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the National Naval Aviation Museum, home to the Blue Angels in Pensacola, Florida. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Since 1914, fledglings have tested their mettle against the demands of flying aircraft in Pensacola. They learn the unique skills required to fly from ships at sea, find distant targets, and return to their moving, rolling, and pitching airfield, often in bad weather and frequently at night. So it makes perfect sense that Pensacola has a world-class museum to commemorate its place and that of naval aviation in history. The National Naval Aviation Museum is quite simply the best museum on a single subject I've ever been to. Our family returns year after year to this incredible institution to marvel at the fighter jets, the aircraft carrier models, and of course, to watch the fabulous Blue Angels practice. The Navy's famous demonstration team holds winter training in California, where new and returning pilots hone skills to practice sessions per day, six days a week, to fly the 120 training missions needed to perform the Blue Angels famous show safely. Separation between the formation of aircraft and their maneuver altitude is gradually reduced over the course of about two months in January and February. The team then returns to their home base in Pensacola in March and continues to practice throughout the show season. A typical week during the season has practices on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings, and they're held right at the Naval Aviation Museum, free to the public. It's the full show with bleachers, narration, merchandise, the whole bit. The team then flies to its show venue for the upcoming weekend on Thursday, 
and flies a practice air show at the site on Friday. The main air shows are conducted on Saturdays and Sundays, with the team returning home to Pensacola on Sunday evenings after the show. Monday is an off day for the Blues demonstration pilots and road crew. Extensive aircraft maintenance is performed on Sunday evening and Monday by maintenance team members. With more on the history of the famed Blue Angels, here's Abigail Trebu. Oh, what did Windsor come? We on the airfield and the airspace. You are cleared for takeoff. Oh, good one. Thanks, Exo. Cleared for takeoff. Ready to rock, boss. Boss, we're clear for takeoff. No Windsor calm. Take your parking pick off. Take your trip set. Check your nose wheel staring off and newer. Admiral Chester W. Nimitz, while serving as Chief of Naval Operations, formed the U.S. Navy Flight Demonstration Team as a means to expose the American public to naval aviation, which had come of age during World War II. This was deemed particularly important in an era in which the roles and missions of the armed forces were the subject of vigorous debate. The Blue Angels performed their first air show at Naval Air Station Jacksonville in June 1946, and their initial show season consisted of 31 demonstrations. The first flight leader was Lieutenant Commander Roy M. Butch Voris. The first use of the name Blue Angels occurred at a show in Omaha, Nebraska in July 1946. The name came from an advertisement in the New Yorker magazine for a nightclub called The Blue Angel. Prior to that, the name proposed for the team had been The Blue Lancers. The first airplane flown by The Blue Angels was the F-6F Hellcat, the same plane the pilots would have flown during the war. They also operated an SNJ Texan for a time, painted to look like a Japanese Zero for use in dogfighting demonstrations. The F-8F Bearcat followed the Hellcat and was the last propeller-driven aircraft operated by the Blue Angels. The first jet flown by the Blues was the F-9F Panther, which they transitioned to in 1949. Following the outbreak of the Korean War, the Blue Angels disbanded. Their aircraft, pilots, and some support personnel became the nucleus of Fighter Squadron 191, nicknamed Satan's Kittens. They flew combat missions from the carrier Princeton and during their combat deployment lost Lieutenant Commander John Magda, who had been the Blue Angels' flight leader. The Blue Angels performed their first air show outside the United States in 1956 when they appeared in Canada, Subsequently, they have performed at sites around the world, including a triumphant peacemaking tour of Russia and former Eastern Bloc nations in 1992, after the thaw of the Cold War. The Blue Angels have flown the F-A-18 Hornet since 1987, the longest-serving demonstration aircraft in team's history, not counting the C-130 Hercules, popularly known as Fat Albert, which provides logistic support to the squadron. 
The original Blues flew a three-plane air show compared to the six planes that fly today's demonstrations. And the original 17-minute show has expanded over 40 minutes. The original team had five pilots, one support officer, and 11 enlisted support personnel. While today the squadron's ranks consist of 16 officers, including six demonstration pilots, and over 100 enlisted support personnel. The Hellcat weighed in at over 15,000 pounds fully loaded, as compared to the 66,000-pound gross weight of the F-A-18. The Hellcat, at top speed, reached 380 miles per hour at 23,400 feet, while the Hornet easily exceeds the speed of sound over three times the F-6F's speed. Each Hellcat cost about $50,000 during World War II, while the Fleet Hornet comes in at over $25 million. In August 2018, Boeing was awarded a contract to convert 11 Super Hornets for the Blue Angels' next aircraft, due to be completed in 2021. The Blue Angels are the second oldest formal aerobatic team in the world. They perform at least 60 aerial displays annually and still employ many of the same practices and techniques used in the inaugural 1946 season. An estimated 11 million spectators view the squadron during air shows from March through November each year, and members of the Blue Angels team visit more than 50,000 people in schools, hospitals, and community functions at air show cities. Since 1946, the Blue Angels have flown for more than a half a billion spectators. The National Naval Aviation Museum is one of the most visited museums in the state of Florida, and it's easy to see why. More than 150 beautifully restored aircraft representing Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard aviation are displayed both inside the museum's over 350,000 square feet of exhibit space and outside on its 37-acre grounds. The museum captures naval aviation's heritage and brings its story of challenge, ingenuity, and courage to you. Free, thorough, guided tours touch on all the famous aircraft. You can retrace the NC-4's first flight across the Atlantic, fly in a full-motion simulator, or see a film on the seven-story screen of the laser-powered giant screen digital theater. The museum's West Wing is devoted almost exclusively to World War II carrier aviation and showcases a full-size replica of the aircraft carrier USS Cabot's island and flight deck. Famous World War II aircraft such as the Corsair, Dauntless, and Hellcat stand nearby ready for takeoff, while other magnificent birds fly overhead. Strap into one of the many cockpit trainers for pretend test flights, or try your hand at defending the ship from the Cabot's anti-aircraft gun battery on the main deck. The museum also tells the human side of naval aviation and features memorabilia from each era of fighting, including personal mementos from historic battles, flight logs, vintage equipment, and flight clothing. As the museum has grown, so has its popularity. In the last decade alone, visitation has more than doubled, approaching 1 million in some years. You do have to go on to the Navy base to visit the museum, which means photo ideas required for adults, and sometimes access is further restricted. Make sure to check ahead and see the entrance requirements and to see if the Blues will be flying. On flight days, arrive early so you can get decent parking and a good seat. Bring plenty of water and an umbrella for shade. 
This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group, where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. <laughs>